Holiness is for everyone. Welcome back to the Savio Podcast. I am Father Tyler Tenbarge, the Chaplain and Director of the House of Discernment in Evansville, Indiana, and the Vocation Director for the Diocese of Evansville. Today is the next installment of The Life of St. Dominic Savio, as written by St. John Bosco, Dominic's priest, mentor, and pastor. As we listen today, we'll be uh, reading from chapter 4. If you'd like to follow along online, you can simply look in the show notes to click the link or copy and paste in your browser to follow along to the English translation of the life of St. Dominic Savio or to simply Google it yourself. Today, we are joined by one of our Savio guys, a sophomore at Modern Day High School and a parishioner at Holy Redeemer Parish in Evansville, Indiana, Evan Sexton. Please say hello, Evan. Hello, Evan. We have started a tradition of saying hello back to Father, and know exactly the words as he said, and I, we like traditions because we're Catholics. Anyways, if you'd like to follow along with us, uh, please do so as we listen to the life, the heroic life, of a young man who tried to give everything to Christ even at an early age to show us that it's also possible. The Life of St. Dominic Sabio, written by his mentor, St. John Bosco, Chapter 4. Dominic's school career at Castel Nuovo Diasi, Trials and Difficulties, His Treatment of Evil Counsel, His Master's Encomium. As his early studies were now completed, Dominic should have been sent away to a higher school for more advanced classes, which a small country place could not provide. He was very desirous that this should be arranged, and his parents were greatly in favor of it but their condition did not allow of the realization of such ambitious plans. Divine Providence, however, intended to provide the means so that the boy might attain the end appointed for him. Dominic had often said in his playful manner, If I were a bird, I should like to fly every morning to Castel Nuovo di Asti so as to go on with my studies. His eager desire to continue his studies overcame all difficulties and it was arranged that he should attend the municipal schools, although they were two miles away from his home. He had to walk there and back, as he was not yet ten years of age, and all the variations of weather, both for summer and winter, had to be put up with. But all difficulties were to be overcame. Dominic was satisfied that he was thus performing an act of obedience to his parents, which meant advancing in the science of the saints and this appeared to him more than enough reason for putting up with any inconvenience. One day, an elderly person saw Dominic going along the road, about two o'clock in the afternoon, under a broiling sun, and, meaning to give him a little encouragement, said to him, Are you not afraid to go so far alone? I am not alone, said Dominic. I have my angel guardian with me, accompanying every step. But surely you find the journey long and tiresome in this very hot weather. Nothing seems tiresome or painful when you are working for a master who pays well. And who is your master? It is God, our Creator, who rewards even a cup of cold water given for love of Him. This little incident was related by the person who had the conversation with Dominic, and he concludes by saying, A boy who has such thoughts in his head, when he is only ten years old, is certainly destined for some great career. At school, Dominic soon found how to distinguish between desirable companions and those whose influence was bad. If he noticed one who was diligent and respectful, who knew his lessons well, and always worked hard, Dominic sought his companionship. An unruly, insolent boy, or one who neglected his work, he left severely alone. He was always kindly in his manner towards them, 
and seized any opportunity of doing them a little service, but he took care not to become intimate with them. His conduct at the higher school of Castel Nuovo Diasti might serve as a model to any young student who desires to advance in knowledge and virtue. For this reason, the account given by his master is useful and noteworthy. He says, I very willingly send you an account of Dominic Savio, because in a very short time he gained a high place in my estimation and affection, and because I still have a vivid recollection of his excellent behavior, his zeal in good works, and his many virtues. I cannot say much about the performance of his religious duties, for he attended the parish church of his own district, which was two or three miles from the school. For that reason, he did not belong to our confraternity, though he was just the sort of boy we should have been glad to admit. He came to this school as soon as his elementary course was over, beginning on the feast of St. Aloysius, June 21, 1852. That was, in itself, a little extraordinary, for the great patron of young students found no more devoted follower than Dominic. He was gentle in appearance and manner, and had an air about him of mingled gravity and affability. His disposition was always marked by calmness and good nature, both in school and out of it. His conduct was such as to produce a most agreeable impression, and for me to deal with him in the course of his schoolwork was like a reward for the many fatigues so often to be endured in the training of boys who are often dull and not eager for lessons. Hence, it may very well be said that he was Savio, wise, not only in name, but in fact, as in his studies, in piety, in conversation, and his dealing with others, and in all his actions. From the day he entered the school to the end of that scholastic year, and during the four months of the next year that he spent with us, his progress in his studies was little short of phenomenal. He speedily gained the first place in his class, and the other honors of the school, and invariably got full marks for the subjects which were examined from time to time. These eminently successful results must be attributed to his exceptional abilities and to his love of study and virtue. Deserving also of special praise was his exactness in every duty, no matter how trivial, and his constant attendance at the classes in spite of all difficulties and of his long walk to the school. He was by no means a robust or vigorous boy, and this going to and from school, a distance of nearly three miles each way, would in itself be ample proof of his diligence in his studies. But during that year, 1852 to 1853, he showed signs of weakness and general failing health so that his parents decided on a change of abode. I was disappointed at losing so promising a pupil, to whom I had become attached, but I had expected to lose him, for I had seen that his delicate constitution was beginning to give way under the strain, and when I heard later on that he was to go to the oratory at Turin, I was quite satisfied, and I knew he would there have the opportunity for the cultivation of his rare intellect and piety. Such is the account given by the master of his class. That's a wrap. Chapter 4 of the Life of St. Dominic Savio by St. John Bosco. Evan Sexton, 
Very well done, man. Thanks. <laughs> we didn't have to stop and cut very many times at all, actually. Evan is a very intelligent young man, uh, very gifted. Uh, anyways, he was one of the first guys to volunteer to come and read one of these chapters for us, and so I'm really glad that he was. Makes my job as an editor of a podcast, which I'm still learning how to do, much easier. So, Evan, uh, anything that in particular that stuck out to you from the life of Dominic Sava that you read today from Chapter 4? Um, mostly the fact that he actually had to walk three miles each way. It wasn't just, well, back in my day, it was uphill both ways to school through three feet of snow. Um, <laughs> Your the, grandpa or grandma ever tell you that? Um, no, actually. Oh, okay, um, well, they must be honest. Everybody's yes. grandma and grandpa has said that at some point, actually. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the fact that he actually did have to walk three miles each way. Do you remember how old he was when he did that? Actually, like, like 10? Yeah, yeah he said less than 10, but close to 10, yeah. Can you imagine being a nine-year-old and... Folks, can you imagine being a nine-year-old and walking to school two miles each way? Like, most kids aren't even at the bus stop on time, and that takes you to school, right? Anyways, uh, yeah, that's that's phenomenal that, that he was willing to do it, and as a nine-year-old, could have been trusted to do that, too. Like, his parents had enough faith in him as a responsible kid. I guess back in the day, though, I think kids grew up faster than they do today, too. Yeah. Um, just naturally, it's how it was. I mean, you know, the death age was also earlier, too, in life, so you had to grow up faster. Well, okay, great. Anything else you want to point out that stuck out to you? I got a few things that I wrote down. Sure, go ahead. Yeah, so one of the things that I liked was that in the very beginning of the chapter that Evan read, uh, it said that his obedience to his parents, uh, St. John Bosco writes, that obeying his parents, he was advancing in the science of the saints. What do you think that means, Evan? Um, Just by obeying his parents, he's already that much closer to becoming a saint just by that simple action. Why? Why is that? Like, why, why is it that obeying my parents makes me a saint? Well, because obeying your parents is one of the Ten Commandments, and usually if you're a saint, you tend to follow the <laughs> Ten Commandments. <laughs> one would think. Yeah, usually. <laughs> oh, so so, okay, so what, what you're saying is, well, if, if the Ten Commandments are God's law for all people, then if all people follow them, they're more likely to become the people God wants them to be. And therefore, as a child... You're probably not so likely to like murder as a child, for example. I hope, I hope not. I hope and, not. And going to church on Sunday, as long as your parents take you and make you go, you're less likely to break that one because you just don't have much, you know, the ability to not go. Right? If mom and dad are taking you, which mom and dad, if you're listening, take their take your kids to church every Sunday, even if they scream, do it. You need they need it. Anyways, so this is one of the things that a kid actually can do, though, right? A kid has absolute control over whether or not they say yes, mom, of course, dad, yes, sir, please, mom, right? Obeying your parents is advancing the, in the science of the saints. Actually, I was reading the catechism uh, a couple of years ago. I was giving a presentation to parents about parenting uh, kids in the life of faith. And anyways, as I was reading it, it said something like, um, parents taking care of your children gets you time off of purgatory. Is <laughs> kind of what the paragraph said? And when I said that to the parents out loud, they were just like, no way, I'm going to start reading the catechism. That's awesome. And I was like, well, part of that is, so, so, Purgatory is for those who have not been purified, right? You get purged of your sins. So if you're going to go to purgatory, then uh, you've got to. It's because you're not been you've not been perfected yet. Anything you do in this life, in your vocation, whether as a child, you know, obeying your parents, or as a parent over your children, or with your spouse, a priest, nun, monk, whatever, whatever you do in this life, in your vocation, if you do it perfectly. There's less stumbling blocks for you to, for entrance into paradise, right? And so, if you're going to advance in the science of the saints, science meaning, uh, you know, like if I try this, I get this outcome, right? Science is um, scientific method. Do you know? Have you learned that in school, Evan? What yeah. is scientific method? 
Um, it's basically you set up an experiment and you make a guess as to what the outcome is. And if you don't have the outcome, you go back, revise your guess about it, and then you just do the experiment again. Until it's un until it's repeatable, right? Yeah. yeah and so, so, so if you do the same thing over and over again, if you put in A, you get out B, for example, right? So this is the science, advancing the science of the saints. The science of the saints is if we do this, we become who God wants us to be. That's the science of the saints. And obedience to your parents is step one. Sorry, kids. That's how it works. Pray before you go to bed. Give up something during Lent. Don't gossip about your friends. But at home, it starts with obedience. Make sure you do it. Uh, another thing I wrote down, too, that I really liked was that St. Dominic Savio, they, they wrote about how he was trying to choose his friends. Did you, re- you remember that part, Evan? So basically, Dominic started to realize that at school, you know, because he was home at, home at right home early, and then he moved to a big school somewhere, to walking two miles away. When he got to this new school, he realized there were good kids and bad kids. And so what did he do? He went to the good kids and made friends with them. And the bad kids, do you know what he said he did? Do you remember what he said? Um, he didn't hang out with them, but at the same time, he wasn't, like, exclusive to them like he mm. didn't exclude them he wasn't nasty to them like some of us could be i guess yeah yeah so like, somebody else could yeah. be right not yeah. you Evan. not no. me either mm-hmm. yeah no, but, I th- but i think it's actually really hard like i think that's one of the if you could get the right friends and know how to treat people who are not good i think that half maybe more than half of like how to be a good person when you're young is one right yeah i mean like i mean think about how like how many problems have been caused because you went to that friend's house that weekend or you went to that party or gathering or when you were at school in the hallway, this kid walked up to you and good or bad, something happened. Like so much is about your peers, the people you're around. And Dominic Savio learned early, okay, the good kids hang out with them. The bad kids avoid them. But it says he didn't just avoid them because most of the time, if you try to just avoid all the bullies, you're going to get bullied extra, right? Um, what he did was he went out of his way. I, I love this. He went out of his way to do little acts of kindness. Dominic, uh, St. John Bosco writes about Dominic. He went out of his way to do little acts of kindness. I look at that and I heard the word offense, right? He didn't play defense. He played offense. So he said, I'm going to have to interact with them no matter what, right? So if you're, if you're the shy kid who's trying to be good, the, 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 the cool kids that are doing bad things are going to find you and try to pressure you anyway, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to like make you scared, but it's just, it's going to happen. So if that's going to happen, then why not go on offense and say, well, I'm going to find them first and I'm going to go out of my way to be kind to them because if I'm being nice to them, they're much less likely to go find me and try to pick on me, right? Mm-hmm. They're going to see me as a, as a companion. Anyways, I thought that was really kind of cool. So if you're looking for some practical advice, I think that's a really good thing to take away from this chapter. Another thing I liked is, was the description they said about St. Dominic Savio, and this is maybe, this is where I'll end. Maybe, Evan, you've got more, but... Um, I'd like to end with this. St. Dominic Savio was described as both having both gravity and affability. Do you know what those two words mean, Evan? Like the gravity, like as in the in gravity. Person. Yeah, like gravi- gravity in science means, means what? What does that mean? Gravity. Well, it's the force that pulls two things together based on their mass. Yeah, it's the apple falling and hitting Newton, right? Is yeah. it Newton? I think Newton, yeah. Yeah. Science whizzes out there. Please let us know. Anyway, so gravity is the thing that pulls two forces together. Like on, on the earth, things fall down to the ground. Uh, gravity in a person is what? What would you venture that to be? Like their importance, I guess, sort of. Mm. What do you mean by that? Well, like... If someone has gravity, like what do they have? Like their opinions, they carry some weight, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I think so too. Exactly what gravity is, right? Yeah. Science, gravity, and personal gravity. I think what he means by that is that the he has a sense of gravity. He was a serious guy. Like even as a kid, he was serious and people could see that. 
Um, and the other word was affable. Do you know what the word affable means? Affability? Can't say that I do. Okay, good. Thanks for being honest. So affability is likability. Someone is affable, they are likable, or they're kind of fun, enjoyable, charismatic, right? And if those, if those two words, you're, you have gravity and affability, or you're serious and likable, young men, especially young men who are listening, can you think of two better words to, for someone to describe you? You're both a serious guy and a likable guy. Now, I know you want to be strong and handsome and like athletic and smart and you know, got all the girls and all that stuff. I get that, right? Knowledgeable and all that. But like, and, but all those things can be wrapped up, like actually a lot of those things can be wrapped up in these two things. You're cool if you are likable, right? But you're also, you're also smart if you're grave. Like if you're someone who takes the world and your studies and your sports and your family seriously, there's a, there's a gravity to you. Things are... Things that you say fall to the ground with weight, right? Your feet are planted. You're sturdy. Anyways, I thought those were great words to describe a young man. And, and if, if anybody out there is listening and you were trying to become something, put those two words on your wall. Write them in the, on the back of your phone case or uh, write them in a note on your phone and take a screenshot and make your background. Gravity and affability. That's what you want to become. Be a serious man and a likable man. Um, if we could do that in the church, I mean, our churches would be busting uh, with people wanting to come if they if they saw a church full of people who were both serious and likable. Um, that, 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 that is holiness. Anyways, those are some of the things I wrote down from this chapter that I thought were really interesting. Evan, anything else that stuck out to you? Um, no, not particularly. I mean, I think you did pretty good job of outlining everything. <laughs> oh, thanks. Good, thanks. Well, I had the benefit of sitting over here with a pen and paper while Evan was having to read all these hard words. Some of them actually are, like, are even in, in Italian. Um, something we had to change because the translation is difficult for us to use in, uh, in English. But anyways, so thanks for following on to this uh, to this chapter uh, four of the podcast for St. Dominic Savio, our youth group here uh, for young men in the Diocese of Evansville, and for all those out there who are just trying to strive for holiness. Dominic Savio shows us that it's possible even as a young man to find and follow God's call. If you're listening, uh, listen even deeper to the voice of Christ in your heart to follow him more deeply like St. Dominic Savio did. <laughs>